Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Father Keith Brown, also known as the Buy Guy. And my mission in life, as well as the mission of this podcast, is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma, create healthy and happy relationships, and construct authentic and affirming faith if they desire. So if that's you, guess what? You're in the right place. You are truly welcome here, I promise. Now, a couple disclaimers, if I may. Number one, the views expressed in this program are either the views of myself or my guests and they should be considered as such. Number two, I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Otherwise, grab a cup of coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith, and I am so very tickled you could join me for this podcast episode today. And this is a Friday episode, and that means Bible talk. So we're going to get to the scripture here in just a few moments. We're going to share a few verses, and then I want to just share with you a little bit of thought I had around this particular text today, okay? But before I do that, let me just share with you a couple additional things that I I just really want to mention. Number one, don't forget that I have a way of you responding to me and reaching out to me that's quite interesting. If you go to jkeithbrown.com, the landing page of my main website, and look at the bottom, you're going to be able to send me a voicemail. And I would love to get that. If you have a question you'd like for me to tackle on the podcast or some insight you'd want to share or some thoughts, whatever, um, I'd love to get those. So you can leave me a voicemail by going there. Don't forget also to... Um, Give us a, hopefully, honest five-star rating for the podcast. We would love that. Share it. Uh, Help us grow this podcast. We appreciate the opportunity to come and share this with you every week. I do. I I love this. It's a passion for me, and um, it's just something I look forward to every week, and I hope that you do as well. So please do share it. Help us grow it. I would appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Also, for you, as a gift for you, I want to remind you that I have a lot of free resources that are available on my website. So um, you can see some of them in the show notes. I don't think they're all there. So you can go to jkeithbrown.com, look under freebies, and you can see all the free resources that I have available for you right now. Take advantage of any of those, all of those, if you wish. I would love for you to get your hands on them. Excuse me. Um, And one more thing I just want to quickly mention, and that is the new queer, Silver Queer Society, Silver Queer Society. I'm really excited about this because it is a membership community and coaching environment that I have put together 
for those that are 40 and older. It's going to be very affordable, especially for founding members. And it's a chance for us to get together. I'm going to be pouring, honestly, I'm going to put a lot of time and energy and effort into this group. And like I said, it's a very affordable membership and you can cancel in any time if, if you decide to. But I would love for you to be a part of that. If you're 40 and older, please do consider coming and joining that today. Becoming a founding member, I would love to have you as part of that as we get ready to share together and enjoy um, our fellowship and hopefully do some coaching and some learning and sharing together. All right, let's get to the scripture today. And we're going to look at... Now, let me just quickly say that I have been, as you well know, if you've followed this podcast, we've been going through the book of Acts, and I'm going to get back to it, I promise, because I know that some people have really enjoyed the the travel, the journey through that book. But I, I took a, a little hiatus from that last week. We did a little um, rabbit trail, <laughs> and we talked about rightly so, the Easter story a little bit, the story from the Gospels about Easter and, and Christ and the crucifixion, resurrection, thing, things like that, which I think it's important for us, obviously, to think about over the Easter season. And I want to take one more week to do that, at least one more week before we get back to the book of Acts. So in this podcast today, this Bible episode, I'm going to go back to the Gospels. I'm going to go to the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 21. Now, if you go to a church that uses the lectionary, a liturgical sacramental type church, you're probably going to hear this text this coming Sunday, plus a lot more. They're going to probably read a, read a bigger section, and um, that is, that's a good thing and, and, and certainly a part of the lectionary text. But I wanted to concentrate on this smaller section because there's a phrase there that I think is absolutely critical to the disciples in this case, but to us as well. So I'm, again, just going to share a portion of that and then talk about it a little bit today on this podcast. It begins with verse 19 of John chapter 20. So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Amen. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting story. We have gone through the Easter season. We have seen the crucifixion of our Lord. We have seen the resurrected and celebrated the resurrected Christ on this Easter Sunday morning, the glorious resurrection of Christ, which is the pillar of all Christian faith, I think. For if there is no resurrection, I question if there is faith. And then upon that resurrection, we see the revelation of Jesus himself to his followers. We saw that Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb and realizes that Jesus is not there, then comes uh, in contact with Jesus along the road. We saw in one account that Peter and another disciple run to the tomb only to go in and find that Jesus is no longer there, but the grave clothes only. And then we see in this story, the rest of the disciples. Now, we're not sure if Peter and the other disciple that we mentioned earlier were part of this group and were only silent, or if perhaps they were not part of this group. We don't know. 
But we do know that some of the disciples were gathered fearfully behind this locked door. Now, it says because of the Jews. Now, it partly could be because there has just been so much that has happened to them. Their world basically has been turned upside down. Their teacher, the one whom they followed, has now been put to death. Their thoughts about his reign, his majesty, his kingdom, setting things right in the social order of the day, all of these dreams that they had based on Jesus had been turned upside down. They, All the things that they thought would happen now were simply not. And perhaps they were completely confused and fearful of what was next. And I believe, honestly, they were probably also fearful of the possibility that the Jewish leaders would have them captured and persecuted, much like their Jesus. So here we find them, it says, fearful, behind a locked door. And it is in this scene, this scene of despair, this scene of lack, this scene of hurt, this scene of confusion, this scene of lostness, that Jesus appears. Not through a door that miraculously slams open, but appears in the room present with the disciples, who immediately did not recognize him. But it is important that even when they did not recognize him, Jesus made sure to present himself to them. Jesus said, it is I, it is Christ, it is the, the one who was crucified. I am here with you. And I find it interesting when we read about the account of the other disciples and Mary Magdalene along the road when Jesus shows up, they have received the message from the angel that Jesus is alive. He is here no more. They go share that message with the other disciples. And as they leave, they still haven't encountered Jesus. But then along the road, they encounter Jesus and Jesus makes sure to illustrate and demonstrate himself to them so that they would recognize who he was. And here in this fearful place, in this place of loss, in this place of, of, of hardship, Jesus took the initiative to show himself, to prove that it was him to demonstrate himself to them. And when he did, Jesus said, I think some of the most beautiful words that he could have ever said. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And as I started to really reflect on this text and sit with it and marinate it on a I just sit there and marinate on it a little bit. And, and I say, God, I see what's going on here. I read the narrative. I see the context. I see what's going on. And I see these beautiful words that are said as Jesus shows up to these disciples in the midst of their pain and despair. And he says, peace be with you. And I have to ask, what comfort can I take from that? Because I believe that Jesus shows up in my life and in your life and says the same words, peace 
be with you. Peace be with you. So I did, as Keith often does. If you've been around the block with me a time or two, you probably know that Keith takes and makes acrostic often in reference to lessons that he's trying to understand for himself and ultimately teach to others and share with others. And today is no exception. So as I sat there over my coffee, I wrote the word peace vertically on the page. And I said, okay, what does it mean for me to experience the peace of Christ in my life? And I sat with that personally, just saying, you know, okay, what does that peace look like for me? And maybe if it looks like this for me, it might serve others and encourage others in their journey as well. So these are the things that came to me in relation to this word peace, and I want to share them with you. So again, the word is peace written vertically on the page. Let's start with the P. Power demonstrated. For me to have peace in Christ, I have to first remember that this Christ, this God in whom I love and serve, is all-powerful and has demonstrated that power throughout history as well as in my own life. This is the God who spoke all creation into being. This is the God who had the power to divide the sea. This is the God who had the power to bring straightness to the limbs of the lepers and the those that were crippled. This is the God who had the power to bring sight to the blind. This is the God who had power to raise from the dead. This is the God who has shown power in history as well as in my own life. This is the God who saw fit to even bring me into existence. And the miraculous percentages of that happening. God is all-powerful. And when I can get my head around that, then I help that it helps bring peace into my life because I know that I'm trusting in something that is much more powerful than me. And that is the love and goodness and majesty of God. And then I talked thought about the E in peace, the first E. Eternity guaranteed. One of the things that um, happens as we get older in life, as, as I am now, is that we realize that our human life, our human existence here on earth is very limited. And I could tell you, as someone who is no longer in my teens, my 20s, or even my 30s, that life goes by very, very quickly. And it is, it is in these moments of reflection that I am grateful that I believe that I have an eternity with God set before me. Because in my faith and in my belief, in my belief system, I believe that when I take my last breath here, I then take my next in the fellowship of God. 
for all eternity. Now, I know there's a lot of different theologies and beliefs about heaven and how we get there and what that means and what heaven is and where it is and what it looks like and blah, 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 all kinds of things. And I get that, and I don't understand, and I can't tell you with certainty anything, really. But I can tell you that, for me, I believe that there is a hope, a belief, an assurance that there is something beyond this earthly existence. And because I believe that, there is peace in it. So that's the second lesson for me in this day. What about the A in peace? Acceptance and love given. What do I mean by that? Well, I have often called myself the misfit Christian. And I say that title not begrudgedly, and I don't say that title flippantly. I say that title truthfully. Because I know that I am just a a human being who has his goods, but has his bad. I'm a human being that does things right and who often does things wrong. I'm a human being that has often been faithfully pursuing God and at times turning my back on God. I am a misfit. But yet, I'm a misfit who is loved and accepted by God. I am a misfit who was so loved by Jesus that he went through all he did to demonstrate how much he loved me. And consequently, my friend, you. Because he he did all that to show that he had great love for you and me and acceptance and grace and care. And if I can get my head around the fact that the God of all loves me so much, that much, accepts me that much in my imperfections, in my failures, if God still loves me that much, accepts me that much, Oh my goodness, then how much peace does that bring to my spirit? See, comfort extended. One of the things we think about when we hear the word peace is a lack of stress or a lack of distress or a lack of fear or a lack of hardship or a lack of whatever. But more importantly, I think that peace is the addition of presence and comfort of God. It's in those hard moments when God wraps his arms around us and we feel the embrace of love, support, and I want to believe presence of God in our lives. For instance, in that days 
those days of, of sitting in the hospital waiting in the waiting room as my father on life support was inevitably going to leave us here. There were moments when I was in real distress and deep pain. And all I could do was try to find comfort in a God who understood my pain. A God who loved me. And even though I didn't understand the divine purpose and plan of my dad's death, and still don't and never will, still finds comfort in knowing that even in my moments of anger at God, my moments of tears, my moments of dear loss, my, my moments of realizing that I would never get to spend those moments with my dad again. That even in the midst of that pain, God was there to bring me comfort. And because of that comfort, I could ultimately get peace. And then I want to talk about the E in peace, the final E. Empowerment provided. If you notice in this text, the first time Jesus says, peace be with you. The second time Jesus says, peace be with you. And now as the Father has sent me, I send you. Here's the thing. I believe that through the Holy Spirit of God, coming to indwell in us who love and follow Jesus, that he empowers us to bring peace, hope, love, grace, help, encouragement. All these things. Peace into the life of others. And that's not something I think that we can do completely on our own. But we can have the peace of knowing that when we do these things, we aren't alone. God is with us. So my friend, in this Bible Talks episode, I just want to, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my heart, just tell you that I pray that you have the peace that comes through Christ Jesus today. Blessings. Heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.